Hello and welcome back to Socially Savant. My name is Mbali Ndlovo and this is another podcast where I give you some certain thoughts that I've been having, that I've been thinking over. The topic I will be discussing today has been bothering me for about a year and a bit. And I want to discuss it because I feel like we can go there now. So if you haven't read my blogs that I've written in the past year or so, they can be found on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whichever platform you love to use. Go and look for Socialist Avant and you'll find all my blogs there. Um, There are links there that you can go to to catch up with how my brain really works and functions. My full story is also there in one of the earlier blogs. So you can get a glimpse of who Mbali is and what is Socially Savant really about. On that note, let's hop right into the topic for today. So I've just tweeted about it and I felt I am bold enough to now talk about this aspect of business life that we hardly ever talk about and it is the wariness of women in business. So I'm talking about women collaborating with other women in business and the shortcomings or the downfall of working with other women in business and how we can crash and burn in essence the reason, the psychology, the mental um, standing of a person that can get you to point or a place where you are failing in business when initially the intention was to collaborate. So I don't know if you've ever heard, but Oprah has always praised Gail. And I love this friendship between Oprah and Gail because Oprah always says that Gail has never wanted her life. And that is a telltale for when you're working with somebody in business and they're more interested in your life than the collaboration and the business aspect and the working together and the fulfilling the mandate or the project or the tender or the brief where they're supposed to supply graphics or they're supposed to supply a website or whatever and the person is more interested in your life, in your private life, in the functioning of your life, that's when you know you should actually be sussing out is this person really, really, really interested in me as a person or interested in our business as a collaboration. There will always be those people who are just typically in awe of how successful you are, how big you are, how great you are, and they're not toxic whatsoever. So it doesn't threaten your spirit. But there will also be those very few candidates who I'm going to describe in a short while, who really, really get under your skin and, and even your soul will feel a shift whenever they're around. Those are the people you're supposed to watch out for. So, let me describe this better. So, the key phrase is collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. So, we're in to collaborate. But then, something hits us in this collaboration where we can see and foretell there's going to be a crashing and a burning and a dysfunction. And how I've spotted it in the past is that someone will be more interested in the things that are wrong about your character. So they're about character trashing. If, if they're not character trashing you, they're character trashing somebody else that you both know or they personally know. 
And so they start tearing into this person. And every time you're around this particular woman, the agenda is associated around trash talking or tearing down of a characteristic. I'll give you an example of what happened to me. A while ago, I was working with a friend of mine or used to be friend because she's no longer a friend of mine. And whenever I was around this person, they would always highlight and the sentence would start, you know, buddy, you know what's wrong with you is this. And they'd stipulate all the things that they felt were wrong about me. And it took a guy friend of mine to highlight this and say, no, no, this is actually not about you. It's about the person delivering this feedback. Then I had to take a step back and realize, actually, I should actually assess the situation. So when somebody brings to the table things that are always, 95% of the time, what's wrong with you, please assess that relationship that you have. Really do assess it. Okay, and then my second point of how I can tell you that this is a telltale problematic space that you're in is when you're being introduced by the person to other people and they sell you as if you are the greatest thing since sliced bread, but not in a sense that you yourself are then still comfortable about. So as much as you know that you're good in the niche market that you're in, you're a doctor, you're good at it, you're a pediatrician, you're good at it, you're a psychologist, you're good at it, you're a graphic designer, you're good at it, but they start selling you like you have never, ever done any shocking work in your life or you've never failed. They've sold you as this brilliant, massive monument that needs to be worshipped. That's when you know. Mm -mm. Time to step aside. There's something wrong with that. Or they introduce you, and it's very close to the, the second point that I've just mentioned. They'll introduce you and they'll start quoting things that they are in awe of about your life. So, for instance, people that are freelancers or people that are working for themselves might not all, always have life's luxuries. So you have these certain luxuries because your support structure has offered them. And then that person will say, oh, you know, Mbali is so blessed. She gets this car from her mother that she drives whenever, wherever, and it always has petrol. And then to top it all off, guys, she's not as broke as the rest of us because she actually has an amazing apartment and she roams in that you should see it. And then they start highlighting like, and last weekend, I saw her at the beach with certain people. You would swear that, you know, Mbali just has no problem in the world. When somebody starts telling you the things about your life that they observe and they envy or they wish for, that's when you should be grabbing your handbag, grabbing your car keys and running out the door because that, my friends, is a sign that that person is more interested in what you have and is more interested in getting what you have than doing business with you. And that is a scary space to be in. Those are the only tips that I currently am willing to share and are going to share. And I'm going to stop right there. But I just want to caution women and say that it will, it will not always be a crash and burn situation. It, will, it won't always be about, um, you know, the collaboration going sour. But just 
double check people's motives. We are now in a space where we have to be serious about this working space or the things that we do and be intentional. So within being intentional, just check out the frequencies, the vibes, the characteristics, the personas of people around you and just double check. Does it align with yours? Does your soul, your spirit align with this person? And if anything shakes and if anything is not okay, and if, if something is not settled within your gut, go home and ask yourself why. Assess the moments that you are in this person's space or in these people's space and wonder why. And then stop creating boundaries. If you like the project and you like the work so much, create boundaries. But if you don't really need the work and if you don't really need this person, then it's okay to step away. So yeah, that is my verdict on the weariness of women in business. And I hope that you have something to think about, something to take home. And as usual, I want these to be short and sweet and to the point. So I hope that you have enjoyed this and that you have a fantastic week further. And just listen to the small triggers that your soul gives you. It's been great recording this and I hope that I will hear from you about this specific podcast. Otherwise, until next time, have a great one and hear from you soon, I hope.